You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. Yes, I am. What up, everybody? It's your boy, MSW. That's Mr. Saved and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique Toussaint, here with another edition of Saved and Woke Afterthoughts. To start off this edition, I'm going to give you all something that I actually forgot to do before the last episode. So in episode one of this season, episode 401, I promised to give a shout out to whoever hit me up in my DMs and told me how they had been keeping the faith and staying woke. And so our first shout out goes to none other than Mrs. Save the Woke for telling me how she's been keeping the faith and staying woke. So this is what she's been doing. She shared that she joined a D group or a discipleship group and has been more intentional about inner healing. And she's been staying woke by having more conversations about society with folks that don't look like her and some who do. So shout outs to Mr. Saving the World. Again, if you all hit me up in my DMs, I will, if you hit me up with a good topic, then uh, I'll probably cover it in an episode. And if you tell me how you've been keeping the faith and stay woke, then you will definitely get a shout out. And so this next shout out goes to someone I was not even planning to to mention, um, but it's someone who wrote a review of the show. And the reason I'm giving this person a shout out, because this is not the first review, but this is the first time I don't know the person. So that's a pretty big deal for me, even though I think I may know like the, the alias that they wrote. It's kind of funny. And I think I may know who it is. I think it's actually my cousin Shannon. <laughs> from the last episode, but I will have to confirm that with him. Anyway, the name, only na- thing that I have to go by is what they wrote, which is Dylan, 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 Dylan. And they wrote that Juan is the truth. He validates that we live in an oppressive society while using scriptures to empower our progress with God's word. So, thank you, Dylan, 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 for that review. I really appreciate it. Um, it's nice when people that you're related to or close to say nice things about you and encourage you. But it's really, it, it does mean a lot when it seems like your message or what you're doing is reaching the masses and other people appreciate it. So I'm really glad for all of you, my saved and woke audience, all of you who have been rocking with me from the beginning, all of you new saved and woke listeners. I appreciate you so much. So shout outs to all you. I really appreciate it. Um, as I'm getting more consistent with being active on social media, I'm looking forward to engaging with you all more and more and forming more of a saved and woke community. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I hope to hear from you all. So just like last time, tell me how you have been keeping the faith and staying woke. Hit me up in my DMs on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Saved and Woke, all lowercase, all one word. 
and I will shout you out. You will get it. All right. Now we are going to go into the or to, into my afterthoughts for my last episode, which was the Save the Woke retrospective that I did with my cousin Shannon on Jay-Z's deal with the NFL. One thing I mentioned was that to me, one of the hallmarks of someone who is truly saved and woke is the fact that you can see the dividing line between your Christianity and your culture. And I think I said something like, if you can't, well, if you can't see that, then I don't think you're as woke as, as, you, as either you may think you are or as, as definitely not as much as I would like you to be. Um, and the note that I have here says, if you can't see how your cultural norms and preferences affect your worldview and your opinion of others, then you may not be as woke as you'd like to think. If you're not aware, if you're not conscious of these things, or if you are are conscious of these things and do nothing about them, then that's a problem. And I think that's an even bigger problem for those of us who claim to be believers. And especially when we are out in the world making moves, creating policy and affecting people's lives supposedly in the name of the Lord when and we can't even see how our cultures have us biased or how our culture has kind of infiltrated not kind of has infiltrated our Christianity, our religion and just some examples is Well, one thing I've noticed, I've noticed that a lot of times when when missionaries go to other countries and then they begin to convert people, I've noticed a lot of times like they will always change how the people dress. It seems that like that's a natural process of someone becoming Christian is just the beginning of their adoption of not just Christianity, but Western culture. And I don't think that that is necessary. Um, but just to bring it closer, closer to home. So in America, I hear a lot of, you know, a lot of Christians will talk about. See, a lot of Christians will be in these Christian circles, and it's supposed. It seems like it's supposed to be a gathering of Christians, but all you can, but you can have a gathering of Christians in America. And then the entire conversation, not even mention God. And it's all about political ideology and basically white cultural norms. And one of the one of the best examples I can think of that, and I may have mentioned it on another another episode of the podcast, was when Vice President Mike Pence he went to he did a talk. Somewhere, I think it may have been at Liberty University. I don't, I'm not, I can't say that for sure. But he gave a talk and he was talking to a group 
of believers, people who or at least people who claim to be believers. And behold, talk he didn't say anything about Jesus. All he talked about was conservative political ideology and everything that conservatives are are against, pretty much. He did not mention Christ. He did not mention salvation. He did not mention mercy and grace of God. He just talked about his political ideals. And so I think that's an issue. So in addition to cultural norms, I guess you can't see how your political preferences is infiltrating your religion, then I think that's an issue. And some, I think a lot of people will claim that their religion is what guides their political preference. But unfortunately, I don't think that is the case. It seems that a lot of Americana has infiltrated Christianity and not the other way around. But that's, in a nutshell, that's, that's what I meant when I said, you know, I was talking about cultural norms affecting your, your religion. Um, next, there was a point in our conversation when I was talking about how Jay-Z needs to step his altruistic game up, so to speak. And I, I did mention it in the episode Um, But the main thing I was talking about, what I meant to say was that our good, the good that we should do should be proactive and not simply reactive. We shouldn't have to react to an injustice in order to do good. We should just create systems of justice and we shouldn't have to wait for a system of injustice to harm someone or harm a community again in order to respond to it. We should seek it out and seek to right what we already know is unjust. We should work to uproot and dismantle oppressive power structures and inequitable distribution of opportunity and resources before they become a news headline, before they blow up, before they become, they come to a head and really erupt in a way that gets a lot of people's attention. If you look, you can find some place to that, that needs restructuring, that is inherently racist, sexist, classist, ableist. All those, all those ists that, that harm and oppress society and keep things from being equitable. And I, which I believe on the Save the World podcast, it was keep things from being how, how God wanted them to be. So that's what I was talking about. I really, and I, th- I think especially people, and the reason I brought it up because I, I think people like Jay-Z and by people like Jay-Z, I mean billionaires have the power and the resources and the access to really do a lot of good work in making this change. I believe we all can do it, but since we were talking about Jay-Z in particular, I was saying that, you know, it's great that he has a scholarship fund. It's great that he paid for Meek Mill's attorneys, but I think it's time for not just Jay-Z, but like, like I said, everyone, but definitely people with more power, with more influence, with more privilege to go about or to endeavor and just purpose to not just um, ameliorate 
people's hard circumstances, which is just reactive and doesn't solve the problem, but to go about changing and transforming these systems in a way that completely does away with the injustice so that at least the people who are in that community or part of, or who interact with that system are no longer victims of racism, victims of any oppressive reality. And just, we should seek to dis, to just completely and totally dispel all the things that cause our society to be unequitable and to be just really what I believe is ungodly. That's what I was talking about. That's all I have for this episode of Save the Woke Afterthoughts. Again, you can keep up with me personally on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Saved and Woke. And if you tell me how you have been keeping the faith and staying woke, then I will give you a shout out in the next episode. And definitely if you leave a review, I will give you a shout out. Um, So go ahead, leave that five star review. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And until next time, keep the faith and stay woke.